New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Dr. Robert with you over here. Rev Z right here. And this is Ministers Talking Shit for January 12th, 2024. Uh, welcome to the new year. <laughs> Glad you're with us. Uh, I trust that uh, the next half hour or so will be informative and inspiring. Uh, although, you know, Z, we... we uh, for those that know, folks, if this is your first time with us, uh, we get together for about a half an hour or so before the program to talk about what's going on in the world and figure out what we want to talk about. And uh, we talked about everything everything in the book tip this morning, <laughs> except for the fact that we could be on the verge of World War III. Uh, and you know us, we're not, you know, we're not doomsdayers. We're not here to try to scare the heck out of you. But, uh, that last conversation we had, Z, uh, I think you're right. We, uh, there, there's a lot going on in the world and there's a lot going on in the world of geopolitics right now. And, yes. uh, the main story that caught my eye this morning as I woke up and started looking at, uh, at the headlines and, uh, is the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, perform military airstrikes in Iranian-backed Houthis inside of Yemen. Um, man, that's a mouthful. Yesterday yes. or overnight or I, I, re recently enough that this is the first I'm hearing about it. Um, and it, it seems like the Middle Eastern conflict that's uh, that's been in the news uh, and Israel was in at the UN yesterday defending uh, themselves from accusations of genocide in uh, their their conflict with the Palestinian with uh, Palestinian. Uh, I don't even know how to say that anymore. <laughs> not the people. They're not really rebels. Uh, they're an occupied, oppressed people. It looks like yes. we're not doing the job of containing this conflict in the Middle East, and it's going to continue to escalate. Yeah, yeah. And and the powder keg that is being fooled around with over there, I mean, one of the biggest things about the, about the Houthis and, and the bombing is the transportation route for a lot of 
food and supplies and everything coming from there going around the world or coming from the world to go there is going to uh if we can't if we can't come to some acrimonious agreement here soon it's gonna it's gonna cause global prices to go crazy i mean oil price this happened about eight hours ago oil prices have already jumped four percent as soon as the u.s market opened in another couple of hours well not even a couple of hours in a couple of minutes uh we'll see what the price of oil does just when the economy was getting at least in this side the inflation was being you know kept at bay and and people were uh you know beginning to get a foothold but now again you'll be here you hear uh microsoft is laying off a couple of twenty thousand amazon is laying off a couple of twenty thousand uh so now with that kind of pressure it will be interesting to see how we how we go and we're going to still have news you know we're going to have still have news items about lauren bobert's husband you know disrespecting his family and disrespecting his ex-wife and that's going to run the headlines whereas you know we could be getting ready to send our boys and girls to a freaking war zone that we don't even want to be in yeah which is bad yeah and that's the point i think that um we want to make sure everybody's clear on in his statements yesterday, Biden said, quote, these targeted strikes are a clear message that the United States and our partners will not tolerate attacks on our personal on our personnel or allow hostile actors to imperil freedom of navigation in one of the world's most critical commercial routes. So these aren't just, Hey, we don't like you and we don't like your religion and Hey, you're kind of being a pain in the ass and we're going to, knock you around this is mm -hmm. in direct response to houthi attacks on u.s personnel and uh disrupting travel in the through um through the red sea there so the it, sea. yep um I, I guess i'm glad i bought gasoline yesterday uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to get something around town lately and i filled up yesterday so uh, because yes, uh, I think we are going to see a jump in, uh, another jump in gas prices due to this. Uh, it, how else is it going to work? Right. And, 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 and the scary part is this, I think, I mean, well, I mean, there's a bunch of scary parts, right. But, but when you look at it, one of the real scary parts is what happens if other, other folk in that area jump in right uh you're right close i mean right. oman is right next to yemen oman is they're probably not going to jump in because they're pretty solvent they got good good economics uh so they're going to try to stay out of it i would imagine but you got somalia right across the red sea that already has um some islamic and and tribal things going on where where, where people are being violated they were part previously of kidnapping ships and asking for ransom if that whole thing pops up again i mean now you're going to have both sides of the red sea in terms of body of land looking to hijack ships and disrupt travel and it could it could get to be real real ugly so so let's 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 definitely send some 
positive <clears throat> positive energy some prayers and let's let's write some letters or talk to our people and say hey we understand that we we need to protect trade routes but let's not let's just try not to make this thing go into a war let's not this be an, another log on the fire yes yes and yeah. the normal players, Iran, Russia, uh, condemning this as you know, leading to further destabilization in, in the region. And anytime I hear somebody say, you know, what you just did is going to make it worse because I'm going to make sure everybody knows you did it and I'm going to punish you for doing it. And that's going to make yeah. everything worse. Kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know if people say this very much, but Russia could take a high road here. Uh, yeah. yeah, Iran could take a, a, a stricter road and, and instead of just saying, oh, you can't attack Yemen, that's good to actually step up and say, hey, all right, we understand there's a problem here and we're going to work to in diplomatic ways to alleviate this um, with the Houthis rather than just stand behind the, the nationals, the borders and the alignments, if you will. Yeah. Yes, because you think about it, if you if 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 your history, you know, uh, interesting, uh, a, a, a student of history, if we look at the two world wars, they started in similar kinds of situations. There were several skirmishes, if you will, around the globe, and then people started taking sides. Right. So now we have Israel and Palestine, uh, Israel yep. and Gaza. We have Russia and Ukraine. If now we have attacks, it's not a war now, it's just attacks going on in Yemen. But if that, so now, you know, all these parties who don't like the other party, just like back in, in, in those World War days, eventually people are going to draw sides and say, well, no, we got to step in now. Yep. So and U.S. U.S. perspective is uh, perhaps it's because I'm looking at the Reuters website that I get this, but um, the response in U.S. Congress is fairly balanced. Uh, more conservative Republicans are all on board. Happy this has happened and sorry it hasn't happened sooner. Uh, Democrats are reminding President Biden and uh, the Republicans that uh, military authorization rests in the hands of Congress and Congress did not authorize uh, this action, uh, just as we were kind of talking about with the Bobert story, at a certain point, we got to pay attention to this stuff because the traditional players and legacy media is going to fall into the same old, same old, and we're going to have talking point after talking point after talking point yep. and talking head after talking head until there's another event. Until the Houthis decide they have amassed enough support and or might to retaliate. Yep. But we yep. can be in a place of consciousness, recognizing that I believe there's an alternative to that. I believe there's another way to all of that. And that is not to buy in to the everyday legacy media, not to buy into the, the fear and the doom, not to allow our consciousness to be swayed by the headlines. Because here's the deal, folks. You can avoid the news, but you can't completely shut out the news. No matter how hard right. you try, right. somebody's going to say something. You're going to overhear something. You're going to see a TV somewhere with an, a report 
Um, and especially if uh, events continue to escalate as they uh, appear, they they could. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, one thing I think we we, you know, we always say we don't try to solve all the problems, but we do want to make our 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 uh, uh, community, if you will, aware of issues that may be occurring somewhere in the world that will affect us. And once it begins to affect us, you have to do you you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. One, I mean, you if something affects you, you're not just gonna let it sit there and affect you. So the more you know, the more consciousness we can bring to the table, the better. Uh, mm-hmm. so that that that's that's you know, and uh that's gonna be a, a, a interesting story to watch as we continue. Um you know, and 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 as I I did a tongue in cheek in the beginning with with uh, you know we're talking about Lauren Boebert and her congressional stuff going on out here, uh, we really have to begin to pay attention because we have a family squabble going on, and yeah, it is news because Lauren is a is 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 a is you know in politics and and representing a constituency of people, not for much longer. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And and so her and her husband and her kid and the grandkid, I mean, some kind of family domestic thing, which is definitely news. If, if there's a kid involved that's getting jacked around in this. But. How do we how you know, how do we begin to report that? How do we report that so that the onus or are, 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 are the focus is on the young people that are getting violated, if you will, or being are not being cared for as opposed to putting it on making a new story about the husband and wife fighting and going to jail i mean okay yeah they if they've done something that heinous they should go but we should be talking about what happened to the kids i don't know i, I mean you know we, we we begin to sensationalize these things that yeah okay i mean some people find it entertaining and it is i mean if i'm trying to throw fire on the father for for a political cause or ideology or you know whatever yeah okay it serves some small purpose, but we got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yes, I'm with you, right? And to some degree, like, all right, I don't know the ins and the outs of the Bobert marriage, obviously. Uh, and But what we do know is that it ended in divorce. And mm-hmm. what we know is it ended in divorce after... Lauren gained national attention and truthfully national celebrity. Mm-hmm. The marriage began before any of us knew her name and yep. um, the marriage didn't end until after everybody knew her name. And so I don't want to speculate on the kind of stressors that something like that can put on a marriage. And I agree with, so to me, it isn't about the fact that that marriage failed and that they're going through what appears to be a less than amicable divorce. Uh, Jason, uh, the husband, Jason, called police uh, accusing Lauren of uh, abusing it, of uh, spousal abuse in a restaurant, of, of assault in a re- uh, while they're in a public restaurant. Uh, turns out police don't believe that and uh, have, ar- have arrested him on charges. But in that, what emerges is that the relationship between Jason and his son is the 
um, is the real linchpin because what's emerging are allegations not of continued abuse, but in the moment fighting and in the moment abuse. So Jason's got a problem. He needs to get some help. Um, and we got it. And I think it is society's responsibility to shine enough light onto that to be able so other see, kids see, can see that they can be protected so mm -hmm. that others can see that this is not right. You, you can't take your frustrations out uh, physically on your 17 year old kid. Uh, you've, you got to handle that separately. And now I've got an 18 and a 16 year old. I understand that LZ, you've been down that road. You understand anybody that's been down that road understands, um, that there are times you might be at your breaking point and you might want to hit the kid. Uh, yeah. but you don't, but yeah. you can't. Yeah. And, yeah. and you don't let it get physical. So we're lifting up prayers for Jason. We're lifting up prayers for the young man, Tyler. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lift up prayers for Lauren. So sorry. Yeah. Uh, not quite, I'm just not quite there yet. <laughs> That's not well, true. Yeah, I can pray of lift the light. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and speaking of upliftment, uh, what about the upliftment? Uh, in, in these uh, political uh, debates and, and the Iowa caucus coming up uh, and the freezing cold that Iowa is going to have to deal with in those caucuses. That, you know, now they're concerned because I think that it's going to be, you know, down in the single digits next week when they go out to the caucus. And <laughs> now they're worried that people are going to actually come out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a great idea. Before we go there, I just want to circle once back and say good morning to Linda. Good morning, Linda. Uh, always having insightful comments in, in our program. And uh, saw this one came through um, that she has gained a lot of money in the last three years. Yes. Um, and yes, I can't say that she represents. Uh, and I believe, Linda, you're in the third district. I'm not 100% sure, but I think you might be in the third district. So um and again, her her jumping ship to the fourth district is, is yeah. just another example of how. And here was my here's the point I forgot to make. Thank you, Linda. You brought me back. Um, the point I got to make is, if we have ever seen a case of politics of absolute power corrupting absolutely, this appears to be a textbook case of that. Regardless of her love of belief in guns, but regardless of her political ideology, her rapid escalation to mm -hmm. power and, and in many cases, and I'm sure within the family dynamic, absolute power um, appears to have corrupted. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. and, 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 well, when you look at politics and corruption, I mean. Let's look at let's look at the Trump situation where where you know there's three the, the judge uh, uh, in New York is looking at fining Trump and his sons and his company three hundred and seventy million dollars in in his in his case on defrauding banks or overstating his assets right um, and and you sit there and you think you know. He said, well, it's not a problem because I paid the money back. Okay. 
I get that. Yeah, you paid the money back, but you got the money under false pretenses, right? So you jacked up, you got more money so you could, you know, you could do things with that. And and you able, you know, you able to, I think, to, to get yourself straight. I think he's nothing but a Ponzi scheme. <clears throat> I have come to the opinion, and this is my opinion, folks, but I have come to the opinion that Donald Trump and his company and his sons and all of it is nothing more than an incredibly elaborate Ponzi scheme. He he gets in trouble. And he says, no problem, because I'll con somebody else out of that money. And right now he's conning the American public out of their money in his, def- in his, in his political funds and his PAC contributions. And he's taking 20 bucks a month from everybody he possibly can. And he's going to use it all to pay off whoever he's got to pay off to, 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 not, go, to not end up in jail. And yeah. he knows it and his family knows it. And yeah. So that brings me back to Iowa. Yeah. Right. I want to come back to Iowa because you've been, you've been keeping me honest at keeping me a little bit in the loop of what's happening in the Republican party. And um, I wade into that pool just to the edge of insanity folks before I got to get out. And that's not very far in before I start. (laughs) But, um, but, let's go let's go to iowa and um let's go to iowa and let's look at will the republicans stand up and say that we're experiencing climate change i mean really and do something about it yeah It, it seems to me like the republicans are still fighting over identity politics Mm hmm and and you know they, they had the debate yesterday, day before yesterday. I forget which one it was. I think it was uh, what was it day Friday? I think it was Tuesday, between uh, DeSantis and 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 Haley. Um, the last poll I saw was like uh, Haley was leading DeSantis. Uh, Trump had fifty some odd percent of the vote. She had twenty. Uh, DeSantis had uh, like fourteen or something. And I actually watched the debate because I I, I want to be I, I I when the stories start coming out, I want to have a reference point other than what somebody else is saying. So I watched it, um, and I'll tell you, DeSantis looked like in a lot of cases a little kid in in junior high school trying to make quick quips and and these little things and. And he just was attacking, and and both of them did this, and they all do this in some cases. They they weren't answering the questions, right? They took, the I mean, they asked a question. Uh, you know, as an example, how's the economy? Well, she, you know, she took the flag down. I mean, something totally different from the question. And so we go <laughs> on for an hour and a half. They never answered the questions, and they just find their little personal digs that they that they want to try to uh, disrupt the, the populace on and it's it, and it becomes nonsensical one of the headlines i saw said uh desantis wins most applause haley wins on content basically yes. like like desantis yes. got more laughs and applause <laughs> but if you really drilled into it nikki haley had had uh gets the win for for her for her explaining her platform at least 
Yes. Um, yes. Exactly. Interestingly enough, I did see a thing that uh, Chris Christie, uh, who has now dropped out of the race and no. was not at this debate, uh, was also caught on a hot mic saying basically, come on, we all know she has no chance. So, oh, I didn't hear that. So Chris Christie seems to believe that Haley's got would have no chance against Donald Trump in a Republican primary. Wow. And part of my question: Why do we still assume uh, like we've it's going to the Supreme Court at this point? Colorado, Maine. um, I what what, there were two more that signed on uh, to remove Trump's name from the primaries. Now, you know, in the way it all happened, it didn't happen quite quick enough here in Colorado. And our secretary of state was forced to add his name to the ballot to remain in alignment with our constitution and our laws in this state. So it could, it, his name actually is on the ballot for the primary, um, even though most of our legislature believes that that should not be so. And uh, so and see, this is where I can't go very far before my mind goes poof, because I can't for the life of me understand how that man can still be a contender, how it is that Republicans, even far right Republicans still believe that he could be, that he could govern this country equitably. Uh, other than they just still somebody that's going to walk in and blow the whole thing up with a shotgun. Well, you know, one, one thing, you know, there's, there's the verse that says those who have eyes, let them see. And those who have ears, let them hear. Right. If we are, are, are conscientious and we, we, we are observant and, and, and uh, looking at things, you know, we begin to really see, the under the underpinnings of this country, our democracy, which we hang everything on, in peril right now, right? Mm-hmm. You just think back over the over the twenty twenty three year. I mean, twenty twenty four. We like what twelve days in it, and we got all kind of crazy. But if you look at the body of work, as they say, of twenty twenty three, of people ousting uh, people who were duly elected by their constituents being ousted all over the country. Being being silenced, uh, them allowing people who they should have known at the very beginning of the election process who were lying and and see, I don't know if it's just me, but I lost your audio. Okay, there we go. Yeah, sorry about that. Go. I don't know what happened. Uh, but but when we th- when when we think about you know uh, all of this, and you got a person who's on trial in several states on a bunch of felonies and different things, and he's running and leading and hasn't participated in any of the debates for whatever that's worth, right? I mean, at least come state your new platform. You know, already said he's going to be a dictator for the first day or two or three or uh, whatever the count works out to be. <laughs> so, uh, this is only one. <laughs> That's, yes. 
And unfortunately, I think it's <clears throat> those are the things we don't want to talk about, right? right it's right. Uh, I heard this recently. I want to tie this back into New Thought for a moment because I heard this recently um, from someone I very, very highly respect in the field. Um, and I've heard other versions of it in other discussions. But the basic is, as New Thought, we were taught very strictly not to prophetize. Mm hmm. That we don't bang on doors and hand out pamphlets, that we don't stand on the street corner and jump up on a block and preach, that we mm -hmm. very, um, very clearly, you got to come to us. And if we look at, I think that is shifting. Mm -hmm. Um. I think some of the major organizations have already begun that shift, even if it's not like public, even if we're not saying it publicly, that we're going out there. And um, and perhaps this election cycle is where it becomes necessary. Now, we've got Marianne Williamson polling, uh, increased polling in the, the Democratic side. Um, unfortunately... Um, she and another uprising um, Democrat had a small debate in New Hampshire uh, this past week. It got no press. It got ridiculed. It got laughed at um, all because there's a slightly different Democratic perspective than go Joe Biden. And we all know what's happening. I mean, it's yeah, Joe's accomplishing things. And yes, we're, we're kind of healing from the Trump years. And no, I don't <laughs> think anybody really wants to open that wound anymore uh, again. Um, it, it's, I think it's a, a media distraction that, that um, even suggests, I think media should just stop reporting on the man completely. Yeah. Yeah. So there is, my point is there is a growing voice within new thought that I think is prepared and is ready to go out and prophetize and start to shout from the rooftops, the benefits, the, 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 the absolute joy of living in from this perspective of living a new thought life. And, um, and to hell if somebody says we shouldn't, I think. Well, well, you know, I, I, I would, I would, I would slightly modify that and say, we don't we don't go and proselytize. What we go and do is live our live our creed. I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. I'd rather for one to walk with me than just to show the way. The eye is a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Advice may be eh, pretty good, but examples are always clear. And if we begin to live our creed and we begin to be examples of what we teach, it'll it will because if someone's hungry and I begin to show them an example of how you don't have to be hungry, you don't have to violate, you don't have to steal, somebody's going to say, now that's a good idea. I think I'm going to try that. And <laughs> it will catch fire. But we, I think we, we, my, my friend uh, who, who passed away last year, my best friend, uh, he would always tell me, he was a mentor of mine. And he would always say, we major in the minor too much. We major in the minor too much. We're, we're dealing out here 
with the little minnows when we're trying to get some bigger fish to feed the people but we're catching little minnows and we're causing havoc right and and we have to get to the point you know because yeah. it's going to be interesting to see this i believe this cycle to see what the young people do right what the gen x and the gen z and the millennials how they vote how they yeah. begin to get involved in politics. i just got my colorado ballot in the mail my mail-in ballot yesterday oh um, wow i didn't get mine yet got mine yesterday so now i got it you know i have to spend a little time i got to open it up and see what's on the ballot and see who's on the ballot and do a little work and i can't wait to see what the exit polls look like so i can begin to see and get a feel for what the young people are going to do because that's where the body lies i mean quite frankly both biden is doing you know a, a a decent job depends on who's counting but when you look at trump and you look at biden and their age not that they shouldn't be gainfully employed but should they be on a tender box with a red phone that can be picked up and say <laughs> push the button uh, yes so um competency exams for uh, control of the nuclear football. Absolutely, right? Yes, I'm with you 100%. I don't think either of them are, are the brightest minds of our time. Let's put it that way. I don't think either of them qualify in that way. And what I do see is Joe and the Democrats are holding strong to the old guard, to the old way it is. I think part of Trump's attraction is his anti-government stance. And, um, you know, it shouldn't surprise us that he would embrace being a dictator, even mm -hmm. for a day. Um, it might be a Broadway musical in that. Dictator for a day. I don't know. Uh, sorry, folks. I apologize for that. Uh, so I can see, and they're both the polars, and they're the polars, they're the poles of each perspective. So... From our philosophy, there has to be a middle way. Yeah, yeah. There has to, not just another way, not just a different way, no. but a middle way. Yeah. And and, um, and we may not get there right this series, this, this election cycle. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we can start moving in that direction. Because yeah. none of this moves on a dime. Come on, we're still right. feeling the repercussions mm -hmm. of Trump's bad choices, if you will, of, of choices that didn't support the country, and we're still healing from those wounds. Um, and you know, you know, one thing is that you know the left and the right take pot shots at each other. However, to be completely honest, we need to understand both sides of the issue to make an honest and supportive issue of the people. We we can't go too far to the left and just be blind to the right. And we can't go full far to the right and be blind to the left because we're going to have, you know, gaping holes in our whatever coverage and our programs mm -hmm. and our policies. And so if we're going to live by our constitution where all men and women are created equal and have these inalienable rights, then we need to look at all the issues. We need to look at or as many of them as we can encapsulate and make decisions based on what's best for all the people, not the right or the left, but the 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 middle way, as they say. Yeah. And and right now we don't have that. We have people making money, uh, 
making suggestions only to support their party, even when they know the dang on thing is not the best answer to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> Linda says, we teach what we believe by our everyday actions. That is true whether I'm thinking about it or not, so I choose to think. Exactly, Linda. And, yeah. and some of us, are, and it is necessary, so let me be clear, when I say that I see new thought taking a more active role in the world, um, we need both the prayer and the activity. We need the prayer and we need the protester. We need those that will help others to change their thinking. Mm-hmm. So that not so that they're in, so not so that they are forced into the same activity or action that we're taking, but so that they're inspired to take action in their whatever their own way is. And what I know, Linda, is I know you vote. I know you don't just think about it. I know mm-hmm. you do uh, enter into discussions with others. I know that you do participate in the the. Well, the, uh, the democratic process that we live by in this country. So um, let your thoughts, and this is for all of us, let our thoughts inspire mm-hmm. our activities. I agree. See, I think one of the biggest factors is what happens with the young, um, with the young vote. And, and can, and in some ways, uh, you know, looking at my own kids, my, my 18 year old voted for, the first time uh, or is about to vote for the first presidential election and um, and is excited to be part of the process. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there is a, a, a beacon on the horizon, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. We, we you know, what we need, I, I, you just made me think about it. We need an updated adult version of schoolhouse rock where, you know, they used to have schoolhouse rock and they used to talk about what the bills were. To, to really help the populace understand the process that we use to govern this country. And so we got to talk to Jay-Z. We got to talk to Jay-Z. We got to talk to Rihanna. We got to talk to some of these guys and say, look, you got to get out there and tell people more than just hope. You got to explain. You got to help the, 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 and uh, yeah. All right. Who knows Taylor Swift's people? Come on, folks. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great get say- Taylor and Beyonce to hook up and do a do a series. That'd be great. We put that in the airways. <laughs> there you go. Oh my God! See, you are a genius. Somebody get that uh, that idea under contract. Damn. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, folks, we're going to get out of here for now. Before we go, I do want to highlight one more quick story because I think this is a good news story and you're going to hear me talk more about it in the good news tonight at 5 p.m. Mountain Time here on New Thought Media Network. Uh, In California, they recently uh, finished uh, completing a catch net underneath the Golden Gate Bridge uh, to catch those that are attempting suicide. Kind of an idea that, like, oh wow, I didn't, I didn't think we didn't have that. Yeah, I, I would always have assumed there was a net underneath that, uh, but official, no, that's not the truth. Uh, and <clears throat> this is expected to save countless lives uh, in uh, in a suicide prevention barrier for the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. 
Good news. We're going to talk more about that tonight and other good news stories at five o'clock mountain time right here on the New Thought Media Network. Be sure to come back and join us. However, between now and then, we do have our regular programming uh, coming up in just a little bit. Be, Get Rich 101 with Seku Wright. Uh, 8.15, it's the morning prayers. 8.30, it's Red Melissa with the morning sip. Spanish language programming at 9 and Spanish prayers at 9.30. 10 o'clock, practicing infinite possibilities with Lindsay Lineback back, back from her hiatus and live on today's program. Uh, just one you with Rev Barbara Jean. That happens at one o'clock Mountain Time. And again, as I said, I'll be back with the good news and Reverend Pastor Michael Mangus with the Fireside Chat at six p.m. So we got a great uh, full full day of programming for you here on this glorious Friday. Z, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Yeah, I guess you know. Let's, regardless of how they use the term now in terms of being awake. Let's wake up and go and get involved in understanding the issues and 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 the solutions and and the ways we can use resources to 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 begin to create this world for works for all that that we so desperately talk about and so desperately need and want that you know get involved study read uh, have conversations let's get it done. There you go. You know, it just struck me struck me that when uh, when you wake up, you stretch. We're awake. Let's let's do some stretching. Let's do some flexing uh, with what we know. All right, folks, we're out of here for now. Until next time, we want to thank you for being with us and wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking. We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about and if you found value here please share our with your friends until next time peace and blessings